the autobiography, paging through stories of your favorite athletes. We start our autobiography slot tonight on a Friday night as we look back at legends of various sports. And tonight it's a great privilege to have on the show a man who stole our hearts in Atlanta in 1996, a silver medalist in the 800 meters and a man who did so much in the sport of athletics, Ezekiel Sepeng. What a great privilege and pleasure to chat to you on Top Sport. Welcome to the show. Happy and uh, thanks for the invitation here. I just want to go back to your very, very early years in Potchefstroom where you, where you grew up. Was running always in the blood for you? Was it something that you felt that you wanted to do or did it just come about almost accidentally? Look, I was... Uh, soccer was my uh, the first love sport uh, that I, I, I played uh, as a growing up in, in, in the farm. Yes. Uh, in Potkop, uh, Potchefstroom, you know, like uh, like any young kid that at that time that want growing, we wanted to play for Chiefs or Pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, something happened. Uh, I got off uh, out of the way. Uh, I nearly, uh, I was caught by the police, uh, and 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 that's why I decided to then let me start doing something, uh, you know, where I can. I can travel uh, because one of my friends, they were doing athletics running. So they were traveling every week. So they were not bored. But uh, yeah, then I started joining them. And that's where I started running. I bet you, if you say the police caught you, I bet you ran away from them pretty quickly. That's one of the things. Yeah, I try to run. <laughs> Fantastic. That's, that's 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 a great start. And then from then on, you, you you mentioned obviously football was in the blood. But then when you took to running, was it something that came to you very naturally, or did you have to work quite hard in those early in those early stages of your life? Yeah. Look, I started doing road running, twenty-one k, ten k, cross country uh, during schools uh, athletics. Then I was I was I focused more on. On, on on the track, uh, things uh, changed when I went to Porch Boys. Yes, uh, I got a scholarship there at Porch Boys. So at Porch Boys, we were only focusing on cross country and track and field. So yeah, things were things were easy. Uh, I think I think the pace that I built uh, from running long distance, uh, going down into into the track, then uh, probably that is why I was a good middle distance runner. Yeah. So how did that scholarship come about that you were able to attend Poch Boys High? Were you spotted and did, did somebody come and scout you or how, how did that process work for you? No, I was not spotted. I, 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 I was, my friends were spotted. So I was not part of uh, the group that they were spotted. So they were supposed to go and write an, an aptitude test yes. uh, at Poch Boys because they were spotted. So I just went with them. Uh, I went along yes. uh, with them. Uh, and when I arrived there, the headmaster at that time was Mr. John Blake. Uh, he said, what about me? Where, what am I doing there? So he said, no, no, he just came with us. He's, he's not part of the athletes that were identified. Then right. he said, but come, come right. Uh, we'll see what happened. And, uh, you know, lucky, lucky, I was the only one that passed the aptitude test. Wow. Uh, uh, the others failed. Then I was the only one that was accepted at Porch Boys. And that is where it started, yeah. 
Did those friends of yours still talk to you after that? No, we still talk. <laughs> <laughs> Did they not come to you afterwards and say, you see, you denied us the chance of, of winning an Olympic medal? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We still talk. We still talk. And uh, they're very happy. Yeah. They're very happy for me. Oh, that's fantastic. When you were at Potch Boys High, was there ever a thought of maybe pursuing your soccer dreams while you were there? Or was athletics at that stage very much established as, as the route you wanted to go? Look, when I, when I, uh, when I went to Potch Boys, there was no soccer. Uh, at the school at that time, the main uh, sports was rugby. Uh, you've got rugby, then you've got cricket. Those were the two main sports. Uh, so I couldn't play one of them. So my only focus was just on running and cross country during the winter time. Yeah. Now there was a, a very very famous principal at Potch Boys High, Chucky, as he was known, Mr. Oh, Cartwright. No. <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit about your association with him. Yeah, no, Chucky. Yeah, Mr. Blake, when Mr. Blake left, then uh, Chucky came in. Uh, very tough. <laughs> okay, and, and how, how was your relationship with him? Did he take to you? Did he support you? No, he did support me. Uh, Chucky supported me uh, because he came after when Mr. Blake left. Uh, when I left Coach uh, uh, Boys, I opened a nightclub uh, okay. in town, and uh, the boys were every Friday they were <laughs> they were biking out and going to the nightclub. And he found out uh, one day we met in town. Yes, uh, and he said, uh, "Ezekiel, uh, I know you're doing business now, but uh, I hear that my boys are every Friday at your club. Nah. Right. Please chase them away." <laughs> <laughs> But obviously it, it did good things because it, it it led to lots of big things happening for you. I just want to ask you, at, th at that stage in your life, when you were at school, was, was there ever a thought in the back of your mind that you can succeed so well in the sport and maybe one day become an Olympian? Or did that dream just sort of evolve as your career developed? Yeah, it... it, it uh, look, for me, going to Forge Boys uh, at that time, I... I I just wanted to go to the white school, you know. Okay. Uh, because uh, I've seen these guys walking around in town with their blazers and stuff, and I thought, oh, this is nice, nice life. Uh, I just wanted to go there uh, because at the same time I had an offer to go work at the mine. Uh, uh, but I decided to go to Porsche Boys. Uh, Olympics was not uh, part of my dreams. Uh, lucky, lucky. What happened was uh, 1992, I think the same year. Yes. Uh, that was where South Africa was allowed back to participate. Uh, it happens that I we watched the Olympics. I saw Ilana Meyer uh, winning the 10, 10 second silver medal, and everybody was happy. I remember asking my coach uh, JP that uh, when do they have that competition, and he said it comes. Uh, each and every after four years. So that means 92, then you will have 96. And uh, I said it to JP, I want to go there. Right. Uh, and, 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 and win the same medal as Ilana. <laughs> and you know, I was, I don't know why did I say that. Uh, yes. It was crazy, crazy thinking. Uh, but yeah, we went and, you know, after four years, 
I was in the Olympic Games in 1996. I got a silver medal like Ilana Meyer. I'm going to talk to you about your Olympic experience in just a moment. But before that was Victoria in 1994, Commonwealth Games. That went pretty well for you as well. Yeah. Then I went to, uh, you know, as I said, from there, it was 1992. I went to World Juniors. Uh, I came fifth in the final. Uh, 1993, I went to World Champs. Uh, I was fifth also in the in the final. I was 18 years old at that time with the seniors. Mm-hmm. Then my first medal was in Victoria in Canada. So uh, that was my first medal, and uh, it went well. I think that 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 opened the doors also for me. Uh, then uh, from there, yeah, it was just uh, good performances. Uh, I was able to get a sponsors in being invited in some of the international competitions here. Let's get to Atlanta. That was obviously the big occasion. Put you on the map, made every South African aware of you. We were all so proud of watching your performance in the 800 meters final, ending second behind Vebion uh, Rodel uh, in that in that final. But just tell us about the preparation ahead of ahead of that night of running and how it went for you. What it was like to be at an Olympic Games. What was going on in your mind before the race and during the race? Yeah, it was uh, it's a good experience. You know, my, 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 that was my first Olympic Games. I had spoken to the guys that went to Barcelona, 1992. Life is good in the village. You know, uh, McDonald's are there. Uh, uh, Powerade, Coke. Uh, you can just put it in the vendor machine and then you can for free. So <laughs> yes. I went <laughs> I went in there with, with, with the plan of making it into the final because I knew that once you make it into the final, you know, I, 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 I competed in some of the competitions before Olympic Games and they will always announce uh, some of the athletes like as the Olympic finalists. So for me, it was, was like I'm, I'm, I'm 21, you know, I'm young. It's first Olympic Games. If I can just make the final so I can make my name uh, in the circuit. But yeah, the plan was then I went in. The plan was just make it to the final. That means you must win your heat. Win your semi-finals, and uh, I, I, I just told myself anything can happen. Uh, my coach, JP Panel, never at that time, he said, anything can happen in that final, Ezekiel. Once you are in a good spot and everything goes well, possibly you can win the medal. Yes. If you don't win the medal, you will not come last. You will be in the medal, so go and enjoy yourself. So I, I, I did that exactly the same. I won my hit. Yes. Uh, then I won uh, uh, the, the semi-final. And then, uh, and then yeah. of course, in the final, you broke the South African record, 142.86. So that was a yeah. great achievement at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, when I crossed that line in that final, uh, the only thing that I looked at was that 142. I never, I didn't believe that I would reach that time. Uh, that, uh, uh, the age that I am, uh, first time at the Olympic Games, and doing it at the Olympic Games. And, and, and it showed that my preparation was, was a good preparation. And uh, yeah, and 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 going in into that final, as I said, I said anything can happen. Uh, if you've seen the race, I I, I was at the back uh, at the uh, at the bell, the first 400. I was, um, I was stone last, but very close. Not like stone, stone, stone last, but we were packed all of us together. So in the back straight, uh, I had a dream the night before. And that thing came into my mind. Wow. And that is where I started thinking about it, the dream. Because in the dream, the night before, 
couldn't sleep. Uh, I got a third position, which I got a bronze medal. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly the same medal that I saw from Penny Haynes, uh, because the swimming had finished before us, and Penny Haynes had two gold medals. I saw those gold medals, and they were in my dreams, but it was bronze medals. So I, and I said, look, this is the time. That was the dream. Let me make my dream come true. Uh, that is why I started pushing. I pushed it and I pushed. I was boxed in, boxed in, get out of the box. The last 150 boxed in, I'm trying to come up and slow down, go outside. I was fourth, 50 meters, 20 meters. Then I'm third. Uh, then I pushed through the line. And uh, when I crossed the line, you know, my coach, one of my friends, David Strang, mm-hmm. was uh, running for UK. He jumped in inside the track and, it, in, and, and he said to me, look at that time, uh, 142.74. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't believe. We forget that actually I got a silver. We were only focusing on the time. Right. We, we're chatting here to Olympian, Olympic silver medalist from 1996 in Atlanta in the 800 meters, Ezekiel Sepeng. We're just going to take a quick spot break. Ezekiel, we'll be back with you to chat about what you're doing these days and various other aspects of your career after this break. If you could just stay with us, please. The Autobiography, painting through stories of your favorite athletes. Chatting on the show tonight, and what a great interview it is. Wonderful to hear his story. Our South African Olympian silver medalist from 1996 in Atlanta, Ezekiel Sepeng. Ezekiel, you were telling us about the race, and you told us about the time and just how well it went for you. I want to ask you, after that race, how were you received? What messages of support did you get from your own country? How were you received in the athletics world? Did it completely change your life, that race? Yeah, no, it did change my life. Uh, Well received in South Africa when I came back... uh, you know, uh, 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 those days, you know, when you come back and you've done well, uh, the first thing is to meet uh, the former president, uh, Mr. Mandela, mm-hmm. the President Mandela. So uh, it was one of the, the great moments, you know, sitting and uh, him telling me how did the race went and why did I go inside. And then I realized, you know, he, he, he watched the race, actually. So... Uh, and he understands uh, what we are going through. I thought that the politicians uh, they don't they don't worry about this, <laughs> but uh, I was wrong, you know. Uh, a, a, a good man, so I was received very well. Uh, my life changed uh, internationally, also locally. Went overseas, did some competitions. I was being invited to a lot of competitions, and uh, from there, you know. I went on and got another silver at the World Champs. I participated in two more Olympic Games, uh, 2000 and 2004, which I made uh, the final. So, yeah, 1996 really, really changed my life, yeah. Oh, that's really fantastic. As you say, Commonwealth Games silver medalist in Kuala Lumpur in 1998, silver at World Champs in Sevilla in 1999. Uh, just to, to talk about life after that, you had a post with ASA as the excellence manager, mentoring and training young athletes. You've established a foundation, the Ezekiel Sepeng Foundation. Just tell us a little bit about what you're doing these days and um, how you see the future of South African athletics. Yeah, look, at the moment, I'm, I'm, I've got a few projects that I'm doing. Uh, the main one, I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Athletic South Africa, working full-time there. Mm-hmm. But uh, besides beside that, I'm part of the uh, Fortress Running Series as an 
uh, ambassador uh, fortress running series uh, it's it, it, it a series of of competition uh, around south africa you know the first one we will we will start in vendor uh, uh, limpopo on 16th of july then we move to, to everton uh, then we go to Stack uh, Stack Spring in Eastern Cape, right. then Clackstop. So we move around. Uh, mostly we focus on 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 the rural uh, of South Africa. You know, uh, Fortress Retail is 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 really committed. You know, to 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 supporting the community because what they do is they've got shopping malls around South Africa. So on those shopping malls, Fortress Retail, uh, uh, then we organize competitions. Uh, around uh, the community there, so that's what I'm doing uh, at the moment, and uh, also yeah, pushing my my foundation, and uh, yeah, so things are, are really really happening for me. Yeah. And then just finally, because we're running out of time, we're definitely inviting you back on the show. There's so much more to unpack. I want to go through lots of other questions with you. But with time running out, you've acquired, of course, the nickname of the Potchestrom Express for your, your brilliance in, in your career. Just where do you see South African athletics at, at the moment? We've, we've had a few lean years now after lots and lots of medals, maybe 10, 15 years ago. It's, it's sort of dried up a little bit. Do you think the, the, the future has a lot of promise as far as South Africa is concerned, particularly with the work that you're doing with ASA and the young athletes coming through. Yeah, look, we, we've got we've got talent, uh, we've got talent, uh, and 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 you are right when you say it's a little bit dried out. Uh, the talent is there. We've seen in the previous years uh, when we've got, especially in the sprints. Uh, the sprints compared to my days, it has picked up. We've got the Akanis now. The wait for Nick again. We've got the young ones that are coming up. So uh, uh, I think the talent is, 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 is here in South Africa. We just need to to fine tune it uh, and make sure because the main thing here is it's the support. Uh, athletes uh, need support. So uh, at the federation, uh, that's what we are working with. Obviously, it's not easy now to get uh, sponsorship to support the athletes, but uh, it's a pro- uh, process. So. Uh, our aim is to have our athletes in top shape uh, mm. come the, the, the Olympics or 2024. You've got the viewers now. Uh, you've got the Benjamin uh, uh, Richardson. Uh, so the future looks good for us. Uh, we we'll just need to find uh, support for these athletes. Yeah. It's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure to chat to you and to hear some insights about how your career developed and how it went on and the way you described your race at the Olympics was just fascinating to hear. I'm sure our listeners really enjoyed it. Ezekiel Sepeng, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Look forward to chatting to you again on the show and best of luck with the projects you have going forward. Ah, thank you very much and uh, have a great night. Thank you.